0: You are now listening to
1: Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome to Chakras and Shotguns, the podcast that guides you on a journey of spiritual development and personal preparedness. I'm Jen, a former lawyer, a yoga teacher, and human design lover.
0: And I'm Mick. A marketer, shamanic healer, and prepper. You may have caught in Jen's intro that she's a yoga teacher now, which is a new development. Today, we're harnessing all of the things that Jen has learned over her 200 plus hours of yoga teacher training to discuss five misconceptions about yoga.
1: Before we get into that, it's summer ish. For those of us in LA, we're wondering where the summer weather is, but Anyway, when seasons change, it's always a good time to check in with whatever questions you may have on your heart, whether it's love, money, health, or something else. I am offering a 30-minute tarot card reading. At the end of the episode, we'll give you a discount code for 20% off, so stay tuned.
0: All right. Well, let's get into some breath work, as we always do at the beginning of every episode. Mm -hmm. We like to get into a nice mindful place. let's all just take a moment. I'm leading today's breath work. And let's just close our eyes if you're able to. Obviously, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Let's get into a nice, relaxed state. You can stay seated or lie down if you wish. Let's just take a nice two to three. Let's do three grounding breaths. So inhale through your nose. And exhale through your mouth. One more, inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Last one, inhale through your nose. And exhale through your mouth. Now find your normal breathing rhythm. And I want you just to bring your awareness all the way down to your toes. And just slowly scan with your awareness from your toes slowly go up your body, so move to your shins, to your knees, up to your thighs, to your waist, to your abdomen, to the center of your chest, up to your shoulders. To your neck, and pass all the way up from your chin to the top of your head. Now that you brought your awareness throughout your whole body, I want us to spend some time thinking about the things that we want to call in and the things that we want to release take a moment and pick one thing that you want to call into your life right now it could be financial abundance it could be good health maybe you want to call in a new boo and think about one thing that you want to release maybe you have some fear that's sitting in your stomach right now that's holding you back Maybe it's anxiety. Just think about what that one thing is that you no longer wanna have with you at this moment. I'm just gonna take some very intentional breaths, breathing deeply from my abdomen. And we're going to focus on inhaling what we wanna call in and exhaling the things that we no longer want. So we'll do that three times. Inhale. Call that thing in. Feel it coming into your body, into your energetic field. Hold it at the top. Now think about what you want to let go of. And let's release it on that exhale. Get all of the air out. Let's do that two more times. Inhale what we're calling in. Hold it at the top. Let's push out what we don't want. Last time. Deep inhale, bringing in what we want. Hold it at the top. Let's release what doesn't serve us one last time. All right, slowly open your eyes. Bring yourself back into the room let's get on with the show.
1: Thanks, Mick. All right, let's get into our main topic. So I spent the past four months getting my 200 hours of yoga teacher training in with some phenomenal teachers and fellow trainees and recently graduated at the beginning of June. I've been practicing yoga off and on for almost 10 years and daydreamed of teaching yoga one day, probably started about four or five years ago. Like I had a playlist on Spotify of like songs that I would put in a yoga class. Very nerdy, real, real nerd girl shit. Um, (laughs) I'll have to tell the story of how I fell into yoga teacher training. I'll post that on, on, on Instagram and TikTok, uh, sometimes later. But we've talked a little bit about yoga before in episode 39, where we got into the history and the basics, but there were some things that jumped out at me in training specifically that I realized are probably misconceptions about yoga as a practice. Mick's going to help me out since he pretty much also got this certification with me. He held me down. (laughs) And I also like downloaded what I was learning in class, like the highlights every day. So let's get into it.
0: Yeah, I was getting my 200 hours too. (laughs) So let's jump into it. Misconception number one, yoga is simply just stretching on a mat. That's wrong. The truth is there are actually eight limbs of yoga and it's really all about getting toward bliss or enlightenment. And we see this across a lot of different cultures. Everybody's trying to reach enlightenment. And yoga is just another way to do that, right? We've talked about it before on the show. Yoga actually started out as more philosophy than physical practice. The eight limbs of yoga are found in what are called the Yoga Sutras of Pantanjali, which was the first systematic practice presentation of yoga. So let's run through the limbs real quick. First one, yama. This refers to restraints. So think of it kind of like the ten commandments. It's things that you shouldn't do. Like you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't harm others, etc, etc. Then the next limb number 2 is niyama. These are in contrast to the yamas and are the positive things that you should be doing. Things like self-reflection, finding contentment, being of pure mind and body. Then you get to the third limb, asana. This is where the actual physical practices come in. Asana means posture in Sanskrit. And you may notice that in yoga class, any pose that your teacher calls in Sanskrit has asana at the end.
1: Yeah, like shavasana. Utkatasana, which is chair pose, balasana, malasana, (laughs) chaturanga dandasana. I'm just flexing at this point.
0: I mean, we know you got the skills. (laughs) You got to do it for everybody like that. Um, But moving on. So the fourth limb, pranayama. This limb is all about the breath. I've actually been in classes where the teachers have said that the most important thing we do today is breathing. So you see this kind of incorporated in a lot of different classes where the teacher is calling out the inhales and exhales as you move through poses.
1: Yeah, you'll also see in some classes, teachers will mention Ujjayi Pranayama, which is they'll usually describe it as this constriction in the back of your throat, making your breath sound like a seashell, (laughs) like the ocean, this like oceanic type of sound. And so, yeah, it's like... It was kind of cool seeing like breaking down the words like I would hear that in the yoga class and I knew what they meant and what they wanted from me. But I didn't really know, you know, they could be saying Dabra," and I'd be like, oh, OK, handstand, <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, that's Pranayama.
0: Nice. So these next four guys they're they got some some special. Y'all
1: got some names up in here, Sanskrit boy.
0: <laughs> Y'all know I'm from Houston, Texas. So if I mess it up, just, you know. The Lord knows my heart. (laughs) So, we got next, the fifth one is Pratyahara. So, this limb means withdrawal of the senses, which is really preparing you for deep meditation. Think of how you sit down to meditate and then you hear a siren or your back starts to itch a little bit. Or, we got this this little truck that delivers produce all the time that be playing this loud ass sound. And it's definitely interrupted by meditation many times.
1: Oh my gosh, that truck. I got beef with that produce truck.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, that takes you out of your meditative practice that you're trying to achieve. Next up, the sixth limb. So that one is Daharana. This limb is about concentration. So finding pointed focus, which allows you to perform a task well and with care. And then we have the seventh, which is dhyana. This limb is really focused on meditation. So, putting together limbs five and six to get you into a very deep meditative state. And then, last, the eighth limb is samadhi. That limb is all about the achievement of bliss or enlightenment.
1: Yeah. So, you'll see, like, basically, don't be out here lying and stealing. Because if you lie, you're stealing. If you steal, you kill. Practice your physical poses to help you sit better in meditation and focus and have concentration. And then you'll reach enlightenment. That's how they all work together. (laughs) That was a ratchet recap. All right. Misconception. Number two, yoga is only for the flexible folk or as my country has like to call them the bendy Wendy's. And this really could not be further from the truth. We just debunked the fact that yoga is about the physical poses and the asana, right? But we know that that's only one part of the overall picture of yoga. And so from that alone, yoga is for everybody. But if you focus on the asana, the physical practice, yoga does build strength and flexibility. And so I think a lot of people will opt out of yoga because they're like, I'm not flexible. When yoga is there to help you find that flexibility. And I think it really... No judgment, but I do think it speaks to Western ideals about like instant gratification versus consistent practice where going to yoga can be frustrating, especially if you find yourself in in like an all level class with people who were, I've seen some crazy shit in yoga classes where I'm just like, girl, how you get your head to your toe like that? And that's fine. But that's what I love about yoga is that it's not competitive and it's really about your practice. You're just there to be with other people at that time. So really, I think the focus on this one should be be mindful of your body, be mindful of your injuries and other concerns, and you can find the yoga that works best for you. I am certified in vinyasa yoga, which is a yoga that I really enjoy. It can be very like powerful, a lot of fast-paced movement, a lot of sequencing of flows, and it's every class is different, but there are a lot of um, what are called chaturangas, which are like push-ups, and that can be a lot if you have a wrist injury or a shoulder injury, and you have to be mindful about that. And so... Bikram yoga, Bikram's annoying, but the sequence works and that one doesn't have as much wrist and shoulder action. And you can actually find classes that aren't in that hot ass room. (laughs) So there's a lot of different types of yoga. Of course, we've talked about restorative, which is really great if you're recovering from an injury yin is really great for getting into the fascia and like it goes really slowly there's yoga for sleep there's there's yoga for prenatal like there's there's yoga for a lot of different things we'll get into that but every body is different and every body is different you (laughs) feel me
0: yes indeed Moving on to misconception number three. This is one that I definitely had. So yoga is boring and I would rather work out doing something hard. (laughs) So, yeah, at first, I think I mentioned this back in episode 39. But at first, you know, I was like, I got to do my yoga someplace interesting, like the beach or like a nice outdoor retreat space. I thought being like in a studio and like a strip mall was boring because, you know, I kind of felt the need for, like, external stimuli. I wasn't really feeling just the basic poses. But really, as I've gotten more into it, I've gained a lot of appreciation for, like, kind of what's happening internally as I move through the different poses.
1: And you know what we call that? Growth. <laughs> Growth. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, maybe initially, you might need a little something else with your yoga to get you, you know, into it. There are all kinds of flavors out there. You have trap yoga, inspirational yoga, beach yoga, more physically demanding yoga, and yoga that helps you yoga. Just the variety alone, you can find something that tickles your fancy. There's also power yoga, rocket yoga, vinyasa yoga. Those classes will get you sweaty, get you working really hard.
1: Yeah, you think you're gonna walk into one of these power yoga, rocket yoga classes, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna stretch out. This like my, this like my cool down day, or I don't know, whatever you gym rats say. <laughs> and you will walk out there soaking wet, leaking. No, not leaking. <laughs> Gross. Who said that? <laughs> Who sings Salt Shaker?
0: That's your gang, right? Oh, okay, yeah, the twins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In, like, a typical 60-minute class, I can probably burn in active calories because, you know, I got the Apple Watch on me (laughs) between about 2 to 250 calories. And, yeah, like, your heart rate is up. You are moving. You are sweating. There are classes where you're doing less. Mm -hmm. But yoga will beat your ass if you let it (laughs) in a good way. I remember, like, working on this episode, it made me think of this partner at my old law firm who's like, "I can't do yoga, i I get bored, and like, when we're just laying there, I'm ready to move on to the next thing." Now, that woman probably had, you know, high functioning anxiety, and that's her business. But there's something to be said about. I think we really need to investigate why we need to constantly be in motion and why our brains need to constantly be moving and what we may be subconsciously afraid of if we sit still. Like nobody's making her go do a silent retreat for like 10 days. Mm -hmm. It's an hour class. And like the Shavasana part is like five minutes. Like what's going on here? So I think there's also like something there to discover or look into of are you is there something else going on internally that's making you say I don't want to do yoga everybody doesn't have to do yoga look I'm a big proponent of yoga but I'm just saying (laughs) like is there a reason why you don't want to sit still because some people some people will keep themselves busy because they don't want to face what might be going on with them yeah misconception number four sure yoga is a good workout Jennifer I heard what you said I heard what you and Mick said on misconception number three it's a good workout and it relieves stress cool but that's about it and those things are true but yoga also has a ton of spiritual mental emotional and physical benefits there are yoga poses for all sorts of physical ailments like there's yoga for your thyroid. There is yoga for strengthening your muscles. If you have knee pain, there are poses for flexibility in your back. Of course, strength. You're working with your body weight a lot. I had sciatica for years and it was getting pretty bad. And a combination of well, pregnancy helped, but also incorporating yoga in certain yoga poses every night. I don't deal with that anymore but my back was so compressed there was no flexibility in my lower spine that I had like a bulging disc and it relieved that. So physical, check. Mental, yes, you're slowing down your mind, you're finding mindfulness, you're being present you're decreasing your cortisol levels, like you're not in such a fight or flight state, you're slowing down your breathing, you're becoming mindful about your breath so you're not like high key hyperventilating all the time. Great, fantastic. Emotional, there are poses that can release emotions, half pigeon pose, you can look that one up, that will make people cry, especially Mm. if they've been holding their emotions in because maybe they don't feel safe to release that or they don't want to deal with that right now. Like the fact that I can kind of put myself in this shape and heal myself emotionally is mm. a big deal. And then of course, spiritually there's yoga for each of the chakras Yoga is really a practice that was created. The postures were created to help the philosophers behind yoga better be able to meditate. And the more you're able to meditate, the more you're able to connect with something that's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. I think I said at the beginning, like, yeah, I've been doing yoga off and on, and I was like, yeah, this is a workout, and I like it, and it, and it, you know, calms my head down. I was in a really high stress job, and that's cool. But the more the lead up to this teacher training and being in the training, I was just like, this is the medicine. Like, I mean, like there's other modalities, of course, but the overall benefits inside to outside are massive to me.
0: Absolutely. I I completely agree with you on it. And I didn't necessarily see that when I first took my first couple of classes with you. I was kind of like, oh, this is fine. A little (laughs) movement. Okay, cool. But no, it's really a lot deeper than that. So, yeah. All right, last but not least, misconception number five. Yoga isn't for me. And this can often present itself as when you go to a yoga studio. Maybe it's your first time. You look around the room and you're the only man or you're the only person of color or everyone looks like they're this perfectly fit 20-something-year-old reality star, right? And you're just Mm -hmm. like, I don't fit this. I don't have the right clothes. Is everybody else, you know, it's not for me. It's not true. It may take some work, but you can find a group where you're not the token. Mm -hmm. Check out some of these Instagram accounts that are out there. Because I guarantee you, if you just take a look at some of these people, you can see yourself represented in some of these yogis, right? So you have men at yoga. You have Black Boys Om, O-M. You have Black to Yoga, Black Girl Yoga. You have the Underbelly Yoga, which is for more plus-sized yogis. So these are online communities that cater to these various groups in all shapes, sizes, colors, and genders. I'm sure there's more that we just haven't seen yet. Yeah. But check those out. And also just peruse some of the websites of the yoga studios in your area. I'm sure there's someone who looks like you that you can find reflected in the teaching rosters at some studio yeah, and sign up for the class.
1: Yeah. I think what I would also say on that is um, finding like a yoga studio and like yoga teachers that you like, it is kind of like trying to find a therapist. You kind of just have to like try different ones out. And usually they always run in a deal for new Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And you go in there and the vibe is off, then just move on. Yep. But I think that like some of the things that I've discovered about yoga, especially like the spirituality part of it Mm -hmm. and like the emotional and like the mental healing that can happen. I probably wasn't experiencing that at the yoga studios that I went to in Dallas. Mm -hmm. They were great studios. I love the classes, but it really wasn't their primary focus. The studio I go to now, there are a lot of different teachers, some are inspirational, some are more spiritual and and I've talked to different students, and everybody's not everybody's flavor. so you just have to find the flavor that works for you mm-hmm. and that's what's important and Of course, you know I just i I was just on Instagram talking about if anybody says that this is the one way to live, yoga's the way to live. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love yoga. Okay. And that's my truth.
0: Look, I have in the last six months probably done more yoga than I had in the previous like 15 years. Okay. And so I'm a slow convert to mm. it. I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. I have, I go to a different studio than Gene. Yeah. On, on the subject of like different people in different places resonating you when it comes to yoga. Like she went to the studio that I go to first and she wasn't feeling it. Mm-mm. And she goes to her studio and she's told me all about her studio and I haven't been, but just off of like <laughs> hearing about it, I don't want to go there. I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm sure some of the folks that did her training and, and rock with her yoga are listening to this. I love y'all too. Cause y'all love my boo, but I rock with my other studio over here and I'm about to go back probably next week. Yeah. So, Find a place that resonates with you, that you can vibe with, and, and you you can really learn to enjoy the practice of yoga.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Mick, and the listeners for indulging me as I talk about <laughs> yoga. <laughs> as I just came out of this training and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: All right, guys, before we go, we just want to remind you to book your tarot card session with Jen. She's a bomb tarot card reader. You can use the code CUPS, C-U-P-S, 20, CUPS20, to receive 20% off your reading from her from now until the end of June. So hurry up and book your readings online, chakrasandshotguns.com slash readings. So you can find that, get in with Jen, she can answer a lot of great questions for you.
1: And finally, if you're loving the show, please subscribe and give us five stars wherever you listen.
0: Namaste.